0: Welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the pod, here we go. We have Sam Reich, the CEO of College Humor and Dropout, though he's done a lot of other very impressive, super interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask him that much about. Sam! Oh, hi.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Like, what a treat.
0: The treat is all mine. That's not the phrase, but you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We share the treat.
0: We share the treat. we split the treat treat
1: in half, and we are sharing it.
0: And we are sharing. The treat is mine sounds like a threat. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Polywork. Polywork is building a new kind of professional social network, whereas traditional professional networks focus on labeling you with just a job title, Polywork enables people to share what they actually do on a timeline. Right now, my profile says I'm a comedian, podcaster, content creator, speaker, and coffee lover. But you probably already knew that. Adding badges to your Polywork profile is fun and simple. I'm actually thinking of adding a few more. I'm deciding between Capricorn and Top Sheet Enthusiast. Maybe both. Wanna join me on Polywork? Polywork is currently invite only, but you can go to polywork.com and use the code hellohello to sign up now. Sam Reich is the CEO of College Humor and its subscription platform, Dropout, and the host of Dropout's show, Game Changer. Sam Reich, welcome to the pod.
1: Thank you so much. So exciting. I love to talk my, about myself. Let's do it for an hour.
0: Why not? <laughs> I know. I see. I'm the lucky one because I get to ask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's how I feel about uh, my show is like I get to uh, uh, set up other people to be funny. Yes. It's easy for me. I have the easy job.
0: Yeah. Shoes on the other foot now, friend.
1: Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Now that one is a threat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but threats since I've arrived.
0: Exactly. So Sam, you and I know each other from the internet on Twitter.
1: It's true. We both hang out there.
0: We do hang out there. It is sort of like a cafe that you stumble into and you start to see the same people again and again. And every once in a while, you're like, that guy's cool. I should talk to him. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it it took me a while to figure out, Alexis, because I first started following you because you post very funny, silly videos <laughs> on Twitter. Thank and you. I assume that anyone who does that mm-hmm. is a complete, like, non-professional uh, nihilist <laughs> like me. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She got a podcast, she's a tech background, popular in, like, the entrepreneur community. You are quite the cocktail of things.
0: Thank you. Yes, uh, definitely a square in the comedy community.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's funny because like that's like me in a room full of executives. I'm the funny one in a room full of comedy people. I'm the business guy.
0: That is funny. So, Sam, how did you spend your last day off?
1: Ooh, the literal answer to that question is we just got back from our first post-COVID trip anyway.
0: Yay, I'm so happy for you.
1: Thank you very much. We drove about five hours or seven hours north uh, to visit my dad for his 75th birthday.
0: Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Sam's dad.
1: Thank you very much, he says, if he knew. (laughs) We went to a little resort called the Indian Springs Resort in Calistoga.
0: Oh, I've heard of it.
1: Yeah, really cool.
0: Like the baths? Or the hot pools? What are they called?
1: The hot, well, hot springs. Hot
0: springs, yeah.
1: But they have like an Olympic-sized swimming pool that's heated like a bathtub. Yeah. Which in like 95 degree weather, you don't even necessarily want. But Mm -mm. it it was quite a luxury. Yes. And it was really nice to see him and really nice to see his wife, who is a love of mine, and my brother and my brother's wife and my niece Who is twelve? Okay. Who is my height?
0: Okay. What a family affair.
1: Yes, indeed. I am both a short man, and she is also a tall niece.
0: (laughs) You know, that's a good point. I have no context for how tall you are. (laughs) So I really, I have no response. You both—that could be right on the money. We'll never know.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) I could be tiny, and this is a normal size. Yeah, that's
0: right. You have no idea. <laughs> Except for scale. I'm getting the water bottle for scale. That's great. So Hot Springs to me says relaxing, spa-like, resort vacation. Is that the type of vacation you usually prefer to take?
1: Yeah. I mean, I suppose there's a kind of vacation which is like an adventure vacation. Yeah. But I have this, I am in general. Yeah a neurotic person.
0: Sure, we love that. We love that here on Non-Technical Pod.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yes, you're, you're home.
1: <laughs> I come from a long line of neurotic Jews.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: as one, I have this fear that I'm going to die on vacation. Do you really? Specifically because I think that would be a really lame way to die.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Doing something that you don't have to do.
0: Oh, I see. Um, Did this come from somewhere?
1: I almost died on vacation. Okay. <laughs>
0: I asked because I was like, there's got to be a reason, right?
1: Yeah, I almost drowned in the middle of the Hawaii ocean. No, no. Yeah. No. Yes. I think it came from that. So I'm done adventuring on vacation. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, put me in a bubble somewhere with a, you know, mid-range temperature away from pointy objects. Yes. And I will just sit still for a week. That
0: sounds, honestly, that sounds lovely. Temperature controlled. Just like a little hamster. You you would Exactly. Just a quick hamster week.
1: I would love that. Put me in a little cage.
0: Little cage, someone brings oh. food, no one talks to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds kind of great.
0: Do you think that exists? Like recreating the life of a hamster, but it's as a like a vacation experience for adults?
1: I mean, if it doesn't, this could be a good startup <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh <laughs> Maybe one God. of your Silicon Valley listeners.
0: This idea is free for everyone. In fact, please don't even credit me with this. And and I would actually say, I would go so far as to say, never mention that I came up with this at all. Yes. I it. distance
1: myself from this in every yes. way. And I, if yes. you say
0: she thought of it, I will deny, deny, <laughs> deny. So keep that in mind.
1: Take it and leave me out.
0: That's right. If I see my face on the website, I am not going to be happy.
1: (laughs) I have trouble vacationing. I I think I'm one of those people who only feels good about themselves when they're productive. Sure. So days off are hard for me in general. What I have to do instead is I have to invest myself in hobbies that are so silly that they divorce me from my professional aspirations. Because if I'm not careful, I will incorporated into my work somehow
0: boy is that relatable what's your silliest or your least worky hobby
1: so lately i've been taking magic lessons over zoom
0: oh i love that (laughs) um oh my god i'm so i can't believe those are the words that just came out of your mouth that was so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) please tell me more
1: i've been working with a a card magician out of new york might be your neighbor
0: oh yes
1: Named Jason Ladani. I found him on TikTok.
0: You found him on TikTok. You're taking magic lessons over Zoom from somebody you found on TikTok.
1: With a TikTok magician. Gorgeous. That's correct. Mm. And I love it. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> Were you interested in magic as a child?
1: I was. I really was. I went to not like a true magic camp, but like a summer camp where I learned <laughs> <laughs> magic. Yeah. Some juggling. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Of course. Of course. Of <laughs> course. In D.C. while my dad was uh, secretary of labor for Clinton and, you know, helping. uh,
0: Oh, wow. uh, Yeah. uh,
1: Helping improve the country. I was a nine-year-old taking magic lessons at summer camp. Wow. And nothing's changed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Two things that I just thought of from what you just said. One is that I swear to you, this is like a repressed, cursed memory. But I just recalled that I went to a two-week day camp for clowning.
1: Did you really?
0: When I was. I think six or seven years old. And no joke, I don't think I've said that out loud since it happened. Oh, my God. But my mom enrolled me in a day camp for clowns. I can't believe this is occurring to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to uncover so many repressed memories in this podcast. <laughs> my almost deaf, your your yes. clown school. What do you learn?
0: I think we learned it was for kids, right? But I think it was yeah. like clown skills, like you mentioned, juggling. I think we did a face painting thing. And then I remember we had to do some kind of performance. Can you imagine being the parents at that performance? I can't even imagine. Oh my God, I can't even imagine.
1: So many child clowns. It strikes me as a horror movie.
0: That is definitely a horror movie waiting to happen. Not even good clowns, man. I can't imagine. You know, I'm very jealous you're taking magic lessons because I have always wanted to learn how to do magic.
1: Always. Really? Yeah, truly. Uh, Card magic, any kind of magic? Cards. When you think impressive Mm -hmm. magic, what do you think of?
0: Card tricks are- Card tricks? I know a couple. And- Yeah. I think it is similar to the reasons why I love comedy. Yes. Because both are sort of, and I don't think I'm the only person to describe comedy like this, so maybe I'm stealing someone's thing. But-
1: We all steal from each other. One big trough of ideas, we're all pigs. Big old trough. Pigs at it.
0: Oink in a way, you know, comedians and magicians, you're both sort of pulling off a trick on stage in this way that like it it has to sort of land. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm so drawn to it is that when you're doing a magic trick, the tension builds and builds and builds throughout the entire trick until that moment of the reveal. And it's so satisfying, just like when you get that punchline or you turn left and there's the joke. Oh, I love it.
1: Totally. I agree. There's something I love about it that's like, A, I just love the mystery, but I actually love mm. being on the other side of the mystery. Mm. I mean, magic for a lot of people, once they learn it, it kind of ruins it for yeah. them. It's funny, my magic teacher, <laughs> <laughs> such a crazy thing to say. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to ruin this for you. And I'm like, no, no, oh, no. Wow. I love being on your side Yes, more than I like being on the other side.
0: I think I feel similarly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: are you planning to oh my God, look, I was just about to be like, oh, are you planning to perform?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly the trap. Wow. I mean, so I did some tricks for my niece, my brother, my dad. Yep. I'm not going to tell you how I did it, but I did something mm. with my dad that I've always wanted to do. <gasps> some people have fantasy career moments. Yes. Some people fantasize that they'll be up on stage holding like an Oscar at some yep. point in their career. For me, it's this kind of magic
0: trick. Oh my God.
1: Where I asked him to pick a card and he did, and then he put it back in the deck, and then okay. I showed him that it had, it had disappeared from the wow. deck, and it was in his pocket.
0: <gasps> you can do that?
1: I can do that.
0: Holy shit. Okay, Sam. <laughs> Holy shit. This just, we just blew this wide open. I will, I swear on my life, I will never ask you how, but when we ultimately meet in person, I'm putting that out there into the universe, I would love it if yes. you would show me a magic trick.
1: I'll tell you something, Alexis, when we stop this podcast. Yes. I will show you how I did it. <gasps> in order so that if you are so oh inspired as you want to start taking magic lessons God. of your own, it'll be a step in that direction.
0: What if I just make a sharp pivot into Yes, magic. Yes. <laughs> oh, you thought loved. the pivot
1: was into comedy. No.
0: <laughs> I, that was a fake. That was a head fake like in basketball. It was a fake
1: <laughs> too mainstream for you. Too profitable.
0: Too profit. That's exactly what I was thinking just now about, about comedy. <laughs> Sam, have you ever been known as the something person? For example, I was most assuredly the drama girl in high school. Were you? Oh, yeah. Like acting.
1: The one who did the plays. Yeah. I was also, I was sort of a one who did plays, mm. but In the plays, I was the funny roles.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: I was sort of known as the weird one for much of my... Yeah, I mean, there was a phase there where Mm. I sort of wanted to own the word weird. Okay. So people would call me weird and I would say, thank you, as if I was (laughs) (laughs) taking a stand.
0: How old were you?
1: This was sixth grade.
0: Okay. Oh, this was young. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What prompted that?
1: I was always like a version of a little like hipster kid or like wanting to differentiate myself at an early age. Yeah. Uh, But for me, that was like, so I would wear these like big psychedelic t-shirts, like oversized (laughs) t-shirts that I bought in Provincetown. Nice. Where my family would spend summers. I would wear these like brightly colored sweatpants.
0: These are at the same time? Yes. Okay, cool.
1: Yes. Yes. It was sort of like a Steve Jobs uniform.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm getting...
1: real strange.
0: Yeah, definitely Steve Jobs vibes, just generally.
1: Yes, for sure. If Steve Jobs was a weird sixth grader.
0: Totally. Was there something about the word weird you really liked? Like, what if someone said you're strange?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably would have tried to own it even so, but I Mm. think at the time I really looked up to Weird Al.
0: Okay, interesting. Who...
1: Like, I've since worked with, we produced one of his music videos. Did you really? I've told this story before, but working with Al, like, when we first started to work with him, I I said, uh, you know, you have no idea how much this means to me. Oh. I was such a big fan of you growing up. You were such a big influence on me. And he was like, yeah, yeah thank you so much in a way that was very polite, but clearly everyone tells oh, him that. Sure. I followed up and I sent him a video of me like lip syncing to his song, Ricky, in oh drag God. at the age of seven. Oh my to God. To be like, no, 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 you don't understand. Oh my like, God. I mean, he's really kind of responsible for my career trajectory.
0: Wow. And to get to work with him, that is I know. epic,
1: wild. Wild.
0: That's amazing.
1: I think I own the word weird because he kind of gave me permission to, you know? That's
0: beautiful. He gave you permission. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Representing the weirdos.
0: I would love to see a list of people who were influenced by Weird Al. Because I think you're right. There are a lot of creative people out there who draw a lot of influence from him, a lot of inspiration from him. And I actually think we'd be a little bit surprised by the diversity of their work. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think everyone yeah. is creating necessarily like Weird Al style music video parodies.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Not even, you know, comedy music necessarily. Right. Like a lot of us who just got into comedy.
0: You know who tweeted recently about being a young Weird Al admirer is Lynn manuel Miranda.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, sure. Of course. Right? Of
0: course. But you don't look at necessarily, like, his output and then someone else's out. It's just that, wow. Hmm. Someone should do something about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of, like, family tree of weirdness. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: That would be so cool. That would be so (laughs) cool. For the hamster wheel vacation person, you cannot have this idea.
1: Like, whoever goes and does this has to credit us.
0: I would like to be on the website and I would like to give a testimonial, actually, about the piece. (laughs) (laughs) that'd be meaningful to me um or at least i want right a first refusal like at least ask i would like to be asked (laughs) it would be nice to be asked
1: you know what we want is just points like just just put us on an advisory board
0: oh my god for
1: frankly family tree for weirdos.
0: that is correct i strike everything i said prior to that throw me on the board give me some points
1: don't call me again yeah Put us on the cap table. That's all we ask. All
0: we ask. And that's not even that bad. Like, just put us on the cap table. It's not a big deal. God, literally (laughs) happens all the time. (laughs) So speaking of weirdness, I'm curious. Yes. Do you personally have a catchphrase something you say a lot or your friends tell you you say a lot that feels specific to you?
1: Yeah. Well, I have a personal one, which is apparently I say sure, sure a lot. So everyone's <laughs> Sam impression is to say sure, sure. Oh, really? Yes. That or totally. Apparently, since I moved to California, I've started to say totally, which mm, it happens professionally. So I, I kind of have a catchphrase on my show. The show begins and there's voiceover that says, get ready for a game changer, and then the cast is introduced. And then I I say, and your host me, and then it cuts to me and you haven't seen me yet. Mm. And I say, I've been here the whole time. (laughs) And somehow, I've been here the whole time became my catchphrase. And I get tweeted it constantly. Really? It wasn't intentional. I don't know what to do about it yet. Hmm. feels like I should leverage it in some way.
0: So that wasn't a thing that you intentionally said... Like, here's my catchphrase.
1: So I said it in like three of the first or two of the first five episodes we did. And then everyone was like, you have to say that every episode.
0: (laughs) Do you say it with the same intonation?
1: The whole sort of vibe of Game Changer is like classic 50s, 60s game show. But then as soon as we get into it, it's like super strange. Oh, sure. And the idea is that the players don't know what the game is before they start playing the game. So I launch into something and they're Immediately playing catch up. Like, what is going on?
0: I love that. What
1: is even our job here? How do we earn points? (laughs) I begin it with a sort of a very old fashioned get ready for a game changer and then. (laughs)
0: That's amazing. The thing that you could maybe do with it is defy expectations a little bit. Like you could change up like just yeah. one word in the catchphrase or or just a bizarre yes. intonation. I've been yes. here the whole time. <laughs>
1: yes. yes. <laughs> one of those sentences where depending on what word you emphasize. Exactly. It sounds different. Every I've been here the whole time.
0: Perfect. Or like really angry. I've been here the whole time. Yes. You know, just tr- mix it up.
1: Yes, well, I say, you actually just did help me a lot. I'm all act it, yeah, in different ways yes. as if I'm a part of different scenes.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yes, like I love someone that. defending themselves at a meeting, I've,
0: uh, I've where been everyone here the whole else time. showed up late. I
1: I've, mm-hmm. I've been here the whole oh, time.
0: Lo- oh yes, so put upon, so put
1: upon. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Nice. Yeah, I have this dream that will someday. I don't know if I'll be able to afford to. Hmm. We'll do promos where it looks like you're just watching a still image. Yep. And then I come out of somewhere in the image, have been mm. wearing a lot of makeup yeah. because I was blending into it and all of Yes. I've been here the whole time and that's the whole promo.
0: That's beautiful. And I really think you could do that. Like, I there's got to be yeah. someone that that can happen.
1: They can turn me into an anything. Kind of like a cake.
0: Kind of like a cake. Have you ever been inside a cake?
1: I've never been inside a cake. I just love that period of the internet... Those memes that were like, could you guess that this was a cake and then they cut into it?
0: What a fever dream of a time. (laughs) (laughs) That was remarkable. It was truly a remarkable time in human history.
1: There was a pandemic (laughs) and we were still doing that.
0: I think that's why it made some people so angry. Do you remember yeah. people were like, I'm so yes. tired of these
1: cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that the internet, which is an opt-in experience.
0: I know. Oh, my could God. Could make
1: anyone that upset.
0: True. That is so true. Like nothing else in our lives do we choose to do that then makes us so angry. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. What was yours? St- oh, totally. Totally. No, sure. Sure.
1: Totally. Sure. 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 Okay. Sometimes the pronunciation changes between the shores and it goes, uh, sure, sure, or sure,
0: Whoa. sure. Whoa. Okay. So this has levels. This has layers.
1: Yep. Will you tell me if you hear snoring? Because my cat <laughs> is right here. Yeah. And it's snoring loudly. Let me listen. Um.
0: I don't hear any nothing? snoring. That would have to be a loud cat.
1: Hold on. <laughs> Did
0: you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that is actually a loud cat. What's the cat's name?
1: Uh, the cat's name is Mister Hammers.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, I don't have any follow-ups.
1: <laughs> oh man, why is he called Mister Hammer? You didn't ask that question. <laughs> I'm inferring that <laughs> under the lack of question, <laughs> there was a question, which is maybe wrong. He's Struck us as an evil villain type. Oh, certainly. He's like the direwolf of cats.
0: Big? Big
1: cat? He is large. He's very gray and very sort of regal looking. And he feels like he could be a superhero villain. So our makeshift superhero villain name was Mr. Hammers.
0: Mr. Hammers. Okay. Well, it's nice that he's snoozing peacefully.
1: Yeah. He loves my desk drawer.
0: Oh my God. That's beautiful. That's wholesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if you can see him.
0: Let me see. Oh, my God, he's literally in the open drawer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his little evil lair. Oh, yeah. that is precious. Uh-huh. Okay, so, Sam, tell me this. Is there a fad that you look back on participating in that could be, like, workout or, you know, fashion cultural that now makes you a little cringy?
1: Sure. I, you know, I tend to be a little bit of, like, a middle-aged dad Okay. In the sense of like, I love trends and I sort of engage mm. with them shamelessly, even knowing that me engaging in them is cringy. I sure. mean, arguably my TikTok presence is pretty cringy, <laughs> but I can't resist. It's so much fun. Great.
0: I love that.
1: Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, so like as a kid, like I got really into Pogs.
0: I I don't I don't know what Pogs is. <gasps> Oh my God,
1: I wonder if this is like an age thing. Maybe
0: there's like a small (laughs) window. (laughs) You know how sometimes you talk to someone who you feel like is very close to your age and there's something, there's like this, that you just realize they were right on the cuff. Sure,
1: totally. Or maybe you like grew up on separate coasts or something. But I would bet, I would bet this represents, and I'm going to guess here, but Mm -hmm. like a five-year age gap between us or something like that. sure. And now I'm going to try to describe Pogs, which is going to be like, it's going to sound like I'm describing an alien encounter.
0: (laughs) Is it a game?
1: Okay, yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. It's a game in which you would stack discs. Great. Tiny little discs. Okay. And then you would use what's called a slammer to slam the pile of discs. And depending on how many turned over, (gasps) you would win those Pogs. Okay. Back. So the entire game consists of little discs.
0: Are those the pogs?
1: The discs are the pogs. Okay. And the slammers are slammers. Uh, natural. But I think technically also pogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So was this a luck based game or a skill based game?
1: It was, I think, a bit of both. Because if you were skilled at it, you could figure out how to use your slammer to mm. win a lot of pogs. And then grounds of the game would just go on and on and on.
0: Okay. Did you have any serious pogs tournaments or any friends with serious pogs rivalries? Is that an insane question?
1: <laughs> I've never played It's such pogs. a good question. It's like a much better question than this anecdote deserves. <laughs> I love like,
0: it! <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Can we also play pogs? When, when this, I'm just like scheduling our future hangout.
1: Yes. Magic, pogs. Absolutely. Sounds like a great day. Yeah. All incredibly nerdy stuff. What it was, I think for me was I was like in summer camp at the time and every like lunch break, there would be massive pog action. And you would, you know, leave that playground having won pogs or lost pogs. Yeah. Almost like leaving a Vegas casino. I mean, yeah. there were high days and low days.
0: Do you keep the pogs on your person or is it, does it all go back into a box?
1: Ultimately, it goes back into your like backpack.
0: See, here's what I would think. And if the inventor of pogs is out there listening, which I can only imagine they are, this is what I would do differently sure. now that I know everything there is to know about the game. I would yeah. say that you as an individual should have to collect Pogs, almost like Pokemon cards or magic cards. Yes. And so it's like you have your own set of Pogs that you sort of like bring literally to the table.
1: I think that is nearly correct. Really? The whole thing feels to me kind of like maybe I dreamt it, <laughs>
0: but... May I say it also sounds like maybe you dreamt it as yeah, I'm listening to I'm it be sure described. Does.
1: So there were, we all collected little discs.
0: <laughs> and then you use the slammer. <laughs> and then
1: slammed down the discs. In a stiff competition every day for months, I think it was like you bring your Pogs to the table, but then you lose them, but then you gain others. And then you honestly, if the creator of Pogs is out there, we can clearly do a lot promotionally to bring Pogs back.
0: I would love to play some Pogs. And again, I can only assume they listen to the show. I mean, like, why wouldn't you? But, uh, you know, of so course. I'm sure that we'll hear from them and we'll you and I can work. We'll work that out. I'll have, you know, my people. They'll talk to your people. Those people will together get on with the Pogs people. Just put us on the cap table. Look, I was just going to say, put us on the cap table. Okay, that's all we ask. And that's honestly, that's it. That's all we ask. That's it. Sam, if you weren't doing what you do now, professionally, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: Ooh, um... You know, I've asked myself that. I think anyone in this industry has asked themselves that mm. plenty of times in their mm. career because there's there's often the sense of maybe I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it also often feels as if I don't think you're in this position, Alexis, because you you made this decision as an adult. Uh-huh. I think having been trying to do a version of this mm. since I was a kid, there is this weird way in which I feel like I'm living out the plan of an eight-year-old. Oh,
0: interesting. (laughs) Interesting.
1: Shouldn't I have reassessed this at some point? (laughs) But actually, when I was like younger than that, like when I was seven, like before the big Mm. comedy turn, I wanted to be like an architect.
0: Oh, really? So
1: I think I'm like the rare type that got less serious as they got older.
0: (laughs) What kind of architect?
1: I think I was like really, I was really into drawing as a kid and okay. I was really inspired by like architectural drafts and stuff like yeah. that.
0: Also architects just seem cool.
1: Yes. Oh, as right? people. Yeah. It's a very sexy profession. It's I It's so
0: sexy. This is going to make me sound like a rube, but I don't think I've ever met an
1: architect. Is that normal? I've only met one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And he's a sexy guy. I was just going to ask. <laughs> there is this sense of like, oh, you iceberg. There's so much going on under the Damn. surface. You know so much about engineering and about you walk into a space and you hmm. see it differently than other people.
0: I think it's the, the interplay between engineering and how artistic it is.
1: Yes. It's yes, like, yes, ooh, yes. You have both. brain
0: mm-hmm. meets
1: right brain. Yeah.
0: Also, I feel like they always have very cool offices. Nice desks.
1: Yes. Yeah, there's something very civilized about them.
0: I totally agree. Imagine part of your job being just flapping a beautiful scroll open onto your desk. Like, that's oh part God. of their job.
1: You wake up, you make a cup of coffee, and then you unfurl a scroll.
0: Oh, but just imagine. Imma- you maybe dust it off because it's a blueprint. You've oh. got your charcoal pencil. Yes. There's handmade pottery in that office. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you no, know, there totally. Is. Absolutely. There's Damn. beautiful ceramics and Etsy purchases and,
0: no, and you know. I can't imagine me making it sound any sexier than I already have, you know,
1: totally. I, I think we nailed it. Maybe one thing we haven't touched on is like <laughs> yeah. tucked in button downs.
0: You could not be more correct. Pens
1: in pockets. Certainly. You know, pens in shirt pockets, um, the occasional cardigan
0: I would love to see what different types of architects look like that design different types of buildings. Like, do cooler-looking buildings have cooler-looking architects?
1: Ooh, and who within the world of architecture are the rock stars? Who are the rebels?
0: Yes, I would love to know that. I also kind of like that you can't really be a rebel. You can't go too far because you're still building a building that needs to pass a bunch (laughs) of
1: codes. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Wow! Like that's the thing—they all have to obey by a very strict set of instructions. That's so funny. But nonetheless, there's you know the Frank Gehrys of the world who I would, are breaking all the rules. That is one of two architect names that one, I could say. I, off the I top would head. bet
0: you, if there's one other that you're thinking <laughs> of, I would bet you real money that it is the only architect I can name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it and we're going to see, is this the other architect?
1: Let's both say the name of the one other architect we're thinking of at the same time. (laughs) All right. Ready? Yes. One, One, two, two, three. Three. I am
0: Pei. Oh no. Oh Oh,
1: Oh! Between the two of us, we know know three three architects.
0: architects. (laughs) And four if we count your friend, right? Unless you're friends with one of those two people. But now I'm realizing they, are they alive? Reed
1: Finley. Oh, Reed Finley! What an incredible name, right?
0: Okay, frankly, Reed Finley, what else are you going to do other than be an architect with a name like that?
1: Truly, truly. The only other thing you could do is be like a naturalist or like an Andy Goldsworthy style photographer who arranges stones in a beautiful Mm. way and takes photographs of them.
0: I totally agree. Wow, Reed Finley is living the life. That's Mm -hmm. what I heard. Word on the street. Speaking of architecture,
1: I realized I don't know if I answered your question.
0: Oh. I think I, <laughs> no, it was it was if you. I weren't... think I
1: think if I, <laughs> I think if I wasn't doing this for a living, I would oh, probably yeah. go into graphic design. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a neighbor of architecture.
0: It anyway. is. It is definitely a neighbor of architecture. Um, God, that's great. Graphic design is fun. Do you do any graphic design right now?
1: I don't, but I really love it. Well, and I used to. I used to do a bit of it. It was like making ends meet before this other part of my career took off. I did like Photoshop work and that sort of stuff.
0: Ooh, cool. Ooh, remember when yeah. knowing Photoshop was like it?
1: That was it.
0: That was it. That was like the thing to know how to do. I just have this distinct memory when it's like, oh yeah, they use Photoshop. It's like, ooh, shit. Wow. Yes. That's serious. Yes. That's not just GIMP downloaded for free from the internet. Like yeah. Like the rest of us. Yeah. That person ships PSD files, friend.
1: I mean, speaking of magic, Photoshop Please. is <laughs> pretty <laughs> magical. This is not sponsored content. Neither of us mm. are sponsored by Adobe. No, but Adobe yeah. put us on the cap table. Well,
0: I did have the chief product officer of, of Adobe was my sixth guest on the pod. That's
1: amazing! Scott wow,
0: coolest guy. Yes, really? That's yeah. extraordinary. He's extraordinary. He was super How cool. How cool? I know. And hey, by the way, Scott, put us on the cap table,
1: okay? Like, put us on the cap table.
0: Just one thought. God, I don't know why he hasn't yet. I've been
1: asking for months. You had him on the podcast, so you didn't end up with the cap table?
0: Honestly, that's on me. I'll come out and say it. That's my bad. Yeah.
1: And, and Photoshop now is even, like, way more sophisticated than it was when I was using it intensely. Mm. It can do crazy stuff like... Uh, you can like de-age photos or, or people in photographs. Wow. You can change skies.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I mean, they've really curtailed it to social media, but in a way that's like incredibly, incredibly powerful. It's it's like dark magic now.
0: Oh, yeah. There's so much stuff that technology can do that makes me mm. very anxious. Yes. Um, that's definitely yes. up
1: there. <laughs> totally. Do you edit this using Descript or do you edit it in an old-fashioned
0: way well the answer is both i edit it using descript and then i yeah. have an audio editor that makes it sound oh, better nice. for me
1: that tool in descript that can replace what people say with other Overdub? things
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: that yeah. is yeah terrifying
0: <laughs> yes uh strong agree if i say a word weird or if you like can't quite hear me i'll have to send my editor like a weird dub and he fixes yes it. he's the best yeah yeah hi anthony
1: <laughs> hey anthony great job
0: great job man Okay. So Sam, two part question for you. Part one, who would play you in a movie about your life? And part two, would this be better as a biopic? So birth to present day, or should we hone in on a particularly interesting chapter of your life?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I think sort of the People who know me on the internet probably feel like the college humor story is the most interesting Mm. chapter of my life. Mm. That has a little bit of an Ocean's Eleven feel to it already, (laughs) just in terms of, you know, a bunch of characters, a bunch of intense conversations, Mm. you know, pulling off a miracle. But the person I was going to say is, uh, so in my kind of dark ages, I had a lot of bad jobs. Mm. I was like village idiot at a Renaissance fair. I, uh... Did a about a month of background work on Law and Order.
0: A whole month.
1: Yeah, about a month.
0: How many episodes is that?
1: Oh, they all bleed together (laughs) at a certain point.
0: But are you in the background of multiple episodes of Law and Order?
1: Yes. You know, now that I say it out loud, I'm realizing this wasn't Law and Order. This was a sort of a Law and Order knockoff. (laughs) Order and law. Popular. Uh, yeah (laughs) justice and um uh, it was called uh, trials and justice it was called third watch oh okay and i think it only maybe had a couple of seasons but i am in the background in multiple scenes of third watch i don't know if i'm visible but if i Hmm. were Hmm. then viewers might say to themselves who is this guy is (laughs) (laughs) is he did he do it
0: Right. Because
1: <laughs> he keeps showing up.
0: I think he's at least an accessory.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's not a coincidence at this point. So
0: you were a jester at a renaissance fair. Yes. You said? And
1: okay. yeah, village idiot at a renaissance fair. Oh,
0: village. I'm so, I'm sorry. I upgraded you. Please. I
1: think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was not high enough on the totem pole to be jester. Didn't hang with the Maid Marion crowd either.
0: You know, sometimes you got to network.
1: I was, uh, I did work as a stand-in for Scott Kahn.
0: Okay. And,
1: you know, uh, Scott Kahn, terrific actor or whatever. Yeah. But at the time we had the same build and the same height. Oh. And so I think it would be a perfect circle if Scott Kahn were at some point to play me. That's
0: perfection. That's great. Or even if he could just be your stand-in.
1: Oh, I mean, what a heartbreaking thing for Scott Conn. But boy, would that be nice for me.
0: Well, I guess if he's not available, we can just get your niece.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? Perfect. <laughs> uh-huh. 100%. Honestly, yeah. Could do worse.
0: Yeah. If she's available for some stand-in opportunities, yeah. from what I heard.
1: What an amazing callback. <laughs> really, like, my God. Bravo. That felt like a magic trick.
0: Thanks, Sam. Abracadabra. Or what did you say at the mm. end? Ta-da. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, no, you don't say either of I'm those things gonna, anymore. No, we'll we'll talk about it.
0: For my magic, I say the words after the trick with a lot of yes. smugness. I do the trick and I go <laughs> Abracadabra. Eh. <laughs>
1: And then whatever mystery you develop during the trick is completely deflated.
0: Yes. 100%. People are like,
1: why would she say that? Forget People the fact like, that Ugh. my card appeared in my pocket. Why would she say that?
0: I thought she was nice. Yeah. She kind of sucks. That's thought amazing. I was nice.
1: That's the trick. Yeah. Abracadabra.
0: So the period of time when you were doing these different jobs, is that when we are thinking we would focus in on or is there one particular job? For the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like the break into, you know, college humor, the the early years or mm. maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like just following me around as I try to scrape together a living in uh, sure. New York. I mean, I was there.
0: Oh, really? You were here? Where
1: you are for 11 years.
0: 11. Um, oh, so your brain's yeah. different. That yes. is what happens. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, they say, and by they, I mean the <laughs> sunscreen song.
0: Oh, stay, um, don't stay in New York so long that it makes you cold, Yeah, but don't stay in California so long it makes you soft.
1: Yes. So yeah. I've done both of those things. <laughs> and I'm now, I'm a weird material that has no name.
0: Sam, I think I did the same thing. I honestly yes. do because I, I did both of those as well.
1: Yes. It's like someone burnt me in an oven until I'm rock hard <laughs> and then melted me. <laughs> And now who knows what substance I am.
0: Wow. Yeah, that is relatable, actually. Though I maybe yeah. made it out of California just in the nick of time. We're going to find out.
1: Yes. Well, you did in the sense that we will all burn down.
0: Yeah, that is a good point. Truly. Yes. Okay. So, Sam, what is the most memorable gift you've ever received or given?
1: Ooh. I think I've made that noise before. Sorry. I know.
0: I really liked it, and I was happy that it happened again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Most memorable gift. Wow. Well, gosh. I mean, what's actually coming to mind? This is a little, you know, stream of consciousness or whatever. Because it wasn't. It wasn't a gift. It was sort of like the gift of someone's attention. Hmm. In the College Humor office back in the day, we happened to be shooting a sketch with a band called LFO.
0: Oh, Summer Girls. Yes. Yeah.
1: I like girls who wear Abercrombie & Fitch. Perhaps you know it.
0: Oh, certainly. And
1: I had by my desk an acoustic guitar, which I noodled on in order to help me think. And I thought the funniest thing in the world would be if I got LFO to sign my guitar.
0: Oh, yeah. That's incredible.
1: And... I sort of wandered over to them sheepishly because I'm like, I really don't want them to think that in any way I'm taking the piss. Right. You know, it isn't really to do with them not being a big deal. It's to do with it being random.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And so I said, you know, presented them with my guitar. I said, you sign it. And they looked so flattered.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And one of them said, I've never signed a guitar before.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Because there aren't guitars in LFO. Well, there are guitars in LFO, but, you know, it's not like a, you know, they're electronic music or whatever. Sure. Largely. And so it wasn't clear who the gift was to and who the gift was for. Wow. It was just sort of a gift for us both. That's and I still really have the nice. Yeah.
0: That's really nice. Did you learn how to play Summer Girls on it?
1: I did because you have to.
0: Yeah. Okay, good.
1: You have a guitar signed by LFO.
0: You have to know how to play Summer Girls on it. It's legally. You're obligated. (laughs)
1: It's legally binding.
0: Sam, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. (gasps) Okay. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Polywork. Polywork is building a new kind of professional social network. Whereas traditional professional networks focus on labeling you with just a job title, Polywork enables people to share what they actually do in a timeline. Something I love about Polywork is there are no systems of stress philosophy. So no public follower counts or likes or any of that, just you and a free space to share what you do, part of a wider discoverable network. We all know that true self-satisfaction comes from within and from coffee. Am I talking about coffee a lot today? I'm going to go get another coffee. Want to join me on Polywork? Polywork is currently invite only, but you can go to polywork.com and use the code hello hello to sign up now. And we're back with Sam Reich, the CEO of College Humor and its subscription platform, Dropout. Sam, let me ask you this. Hello. Well, first of all, yes. how's it going? How you doing?
1: Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, nice to get out of the city for a bit. I feel more comfortable back at my command station after some time away. There's a weird... Sitting in front of a screen too much yeah. is a problem. Oh, agree. Yes. Especially, you know, nowadays where I tend to gravitate from my phone to my TV screen, to my computer. It's like it's Like some upsetting. sort of yeah. vampire.
0: It is yeah. bizarre. It really is hard when I say to myself, wow... Gee, I'm done with my meetings. I'll close my computer. And then I yes. open my phone.
1: <laughs> time <laughs> the for the little smaller screen.
0: computer? Why? <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, because you have little data points uh, and apps that are exclusive God. to the small screen. I is must why. have
0: it. I must. Okay. Well, we have come to a very exciting moment of this episode of Non-Technical. It is time for the lightning round. Are you ready? <gasps> yes. Yes.
1: Okay, so I got to go quick this time.
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you the real truth is that um, it's it never really feels like a lightning round. But, you know, I think that it makes it fun. It makes it special. So answer as fast yes. as you want. And if it's slow, it's slow.
1: Cool. Great. Anthony, um, you're editing this. Just make me a lot faster than I sound. So I can sound really, just make me sound really cool. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Okay. Anthony and me too. And can you turn up his laughter on my jokes? Okay. Okay. First question for you. Coffee or tea? (laughs) Uh,
1: Right now, neither. I'm off caffeine entirely.
0: Ooh, what are you drinking?
1: I drink. Oh, actually, that's not true. I'm off caffeine, but in the Mm. morning, Mm. this is very old Mm man-ish. I have Chamomile and lavender tea.
0: In the morning? In the morning. <laughs> that is a tea. Yes, and then I go tea. right to sleep.
1: <laughs> and I woke up just in time for this podcast. Lavender and chamomile in the PM. morning.
0: That must yep. be chill as hell. I love that.
1: I keep it chill. I keep it very chill.
0: Sam, I think maybe California did make you too
1: soft. <laughs> like I said, I am a melted snowman.
0: <laughs> iOS or Android?
1: iOS. I'm an Apple... Guy, I actually tried to switch Mm. to Android like a handful of years ago um, because I was like, maybe it is actually better on the other side. And then I got immediately so scared Mm -hmm. and had such a bad time. And then I swooped right back into the warm and loving hands of Apple.
0: Welcome back. Do you have a favorite board game?
1: Uh, Yes, uh, Splendor.
0: Splendor. I've never played it.
1: It's fantastic. It also uses, uh, well, cards primarily, but also little uh, discs, cardboard discs that look quite a lot like Pogs.
0: Is this just. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just. Is it Pogs? Did you make up another name for Pogs? (laughs) (laughs) It's,
1: It's not Pogs, I swear. It's different. It actually. This is so insane, but it is kind of an investor's game. Really? Yes. The game mechanic is like an investment mechanic.
0: Oh, my God,
1: Sam. (laughs) So it's like, it's, and I'm not even that guy. Like, I just think your viewers would really, or listeners would really appreciate it.
0: I want to play it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really, really fun.
0: Okay. I'm going to look that up. When you make the bed, do you use a top sheet or no top sheet?
1: Yes, we use a top sheet. Our cat peed on the mattress. (laughs) For a period of time, it was just traumatizing (laughs) enough that now we, I think we actually have a mattress protector on top of the mattress.
0: You said for a period of time, it happened multiple times?
1: It happened multiple times.
0: Did it stop? He's
1: fine now. It did stop. Now it's only when he's upset. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my god mr hammers
1: <laughs> like i said he's a villain
0: it's a very villainous thing to do yeah. oh my god okay so the top sheet is so is this just an added layer of protection <laughs> yes
1: see the thing if you're a villain and you're a cat your options for villainy it's are very limited. limited so peeing on the bed is kind of what you do
0: that's the go-to yeah
1: it's a go-to. it's very effective Yeah. Because it like ruins an hour.
0: That is a long time. Oh my God. (laughs) That would happen to me exactly one time before I put a tarp on the bed. (laughs) Yeah, well that would be it.
1: Honestly, this mattress protector is a little it's kind of a tarp.
0: (laughs) For the cat. (laughs) When we
1: toss around in bed, it kind of crinkles, you know.
0: do you ever hear that noise in the middle of the night and just like think about the fact that it's so that the cat doesn't pee on the
1: bed our whole lives <laughs> this guy is 14 oh my god so wow we're you know just enjoying what time we have left that's beautiful but if he lives to 20 that's that's an insult so we'll yeah see.
0: truly he's gonna live to yeah. 20 just to spite you at this
1: point that's what a villain would do
0: have you ever read a book twice
1: oh my god what a great question Ooh, have I read a book twice? Yes, but the book mm. is the far side. <laughs> it's the complete far side, and that's it's more book. than twice. That's that's a book. No, I am not, shamefully, I am not a great reader. Mm. I have eye trouble. Oh, I see. And... My eyes kind of like dance around the page a lot, oh, sure. So I do this thing where I blow up books on my iPhone until the mm-hmm. text is an outrageous size. <laughs> sure. and that's an easier way for me to read. That's great., um, yeah, it works. I go at a rate of about like one book a you know month or a couple months.
0: That's great. That's that's like that's pretty, that's is pretty that bad okay. If that's bad, then that's I have a problem.
1: I did just read Atomic Habits, which I'm sure you'll. Are you aware of Yes, it's James Clear's book and he's obviously big in the whatever we are parodying.
0: Right. It's like what he does legitimately.
1: (laughs) And I did actually, I thought it was really insightful and interesting.
0: That's great. I've actually think I've been recommended that book before. Maybe I should check it out. I like habits. Good habits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of about how, um, oh, lightning round. Should I shut up?
0: No, of course not. I okay. thought oh I would never ask you to shut up.
1: It's kind of about how, like, it's better to set a habit than make mm. a goal. That, like, it, uh, yes. l- it's really about what we wake up and do every day more yes. than it's about what we aspire oh my God. to.
0: That's right yeah. up my alley. Sam, do you have a pump up song?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Uh, lately, it's been ACDC Highway to Hell.
0: Woo, baby. Yeah,
1: Uh, which is kind of embarrassing.
0: Wake up in the morning, fire up a pot of chamomile lavender tea and throw on (laughs) Highway to Hell.
1: It's worse. It's like I'm in the car and I'm on my way to a meeting and blasting out of my yellow Honda Fit is ACDC's Highway to Hell.
0: That's great. They should have put that in the sunscreen song. They should have warned us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Sam, this is my last question for you. Wow. What would you title your memoir?
1: Oh, read something else. I think maybe, so, okay, uh, we're sort of thinking on the fly here, but um, uh, big into Samuel Beckett when I was a depressed teenager. Sure. His stuff was, like, huge for me, and he's got that saying, which is, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, try and fail try again, fail better. Mm. Uh, Classic. And I love the idea that like our experience on the planet is uh, sort of iterative in that way. Like it's not about succeeding. It's actually about uh, failing and then iterating until something is like better than bad. That's the name of better than bad, better than bad.
0: Nailed it. Done. All I ask is that you put me on the cap table.
1: I'll consider it. I'll consider That's putting you on the That's all
0: I la- ask. Ca- it's not that big of a deal.
1: <laughs> if you can get me on the cap table of Adobe, yeah. <laughs> I will put you on the cap table of my memoir. A
0: better than bad. Thank you so much, Sam. What an absolute treat. The treat was all mine. Or, and the treat oh. was... <laughs>
1: Turns out it was a big treat and we shared it. We're both full. How about that?
0: That is beautiful. Sam, thank you so much. Where can people find more about you?
1: Hit me up on Twitter. Mm. Hit me up on TikTok. And yeah, if if you want to check out what we're doing on Dropout, go over to dropout.tv. My show Game Changer also has its own TikTok account. You can sample a bunch of it there. Uh, I'm proud of it. Yeah. Go, go as a treat, as your own treat, have a go treat, t- treat yourself.
0: I love treat yourself. That's great. That's yeah. great advice for everybody. And you can find me at yay, Gay on Twitter and Instagram or at non-technical pod on Twitter, Sam, one more time. This was so much fun. Thank you again.
1: Thank you. I had a blast.
0: Bye.